La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou, 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 font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche, ding ding dong Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum Tout avec lui dit boum Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille Hey, bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome to a new edition of French Rugby Connection Podcast with moi and Mike Pierce. And how are you, Mike? Just yeah, a few not... days before Christmas. Yeah, I know. It's getting closer, isn't it? And unfortunately, COVID is rearing its ugly head in, in rugby terms and in outside rugby terms as well. But we've still got a packed uh, weekend ahead as things stand at the moment. Rugby Friends, thank you ever so much for listening to our podcast. And I have to say, you know, I'm really, really happy. But Mike, we got an achievement this week. Did we? Yeah. What, what me getting a word in Edgeways? <laughs> it was the football awards night. Oh, football. So nothing to do with rugby then? No, no, no. It's just I'm playing for the over 60s. So, <laughs> so yeah, so I... It was just the awards night. No, not that one. It's our podcast, actually. We received an accolade from our hosting company, and okay. we got over 10,000 listeners now. Wow, so. that's incredible. Thank, Thank you, everybody. You. Thank you, everybody. We are very, very grateful. Yeah, we are very fantastic. happy. And we are pleased to please you. So this week, we don't have any guests, but next week, Mike, yes. I have another prestigious guest. I'm not going to mention the nationality. Okay. Let's uh, to let our listeners salivate. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh well, we look uh, forward to that then. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So one just before Christmas. So can you refresh how the competition works for our listeners? Oh no, <laughs> it's very very complicated. There are twenty four clubs. Um, Correct. They're, they're divided into four tiers. Yes. And there's two pools, pool A and pool B. And the top eight of each pool go through to the knockout stages. Yes. And then the clubs that are left over drop down into the challenge. That is correct. <laughs> I'm looking at the tournament guide as we speak. So, yeah, that is correct. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. It was a very busy weekend. Tell me about your thoughts. It was um, an interesting weekend, wasn't it? Because um, seven away wins out of 11 matches, which is which is unusual in, in the Champions Cup. Exeter, Racing, Toulouse, Leicester, Ulster, Sale, Munster and Harlequins all won away, which is, yeah, you know, normally the home advantage is, is, is crucial in... Uh, in European rugby. There were 10 yellow cards, two red cards, Brad Shields of Wasps and Jacob Beetham of Cardiff. But yeah, there were some, some very entertaining games, some very close games. I was disappointed with the Saints Racing game because I thought it was going to be really close and it was very, very much one-sided. That's a, I watched that with lots of passion. So Racing, it's a long story because, you know, they were finalists three times on 2016, 2018, I think it was against Leinster, 2020 against Exeter. So three times they were so, so close but they haven't reached they haven't lifted that uh, elusive uh, trophy no, no. so i had some news you know apparently appar before the game the club owner did a video and asked and told this player you know what it meant to play in the championship and he gave them some impetus you know some yeah they were very very motivated to have a go because their result 
in the top 14 have been very much in, like luster. You know what I mean? A bit disappointing. Yes. And, but, oh, uh, it was, it, the match was brilliant. Finn Russell was on fire. Yeah. And, and, and Laurent, Lawrence as well. Yeah. Wenceslas, what a name for Christmas. Wenceslas Laurie Hattrick. And, you know, he made 15 tackles, nine carries. He was a star performer, wasn't he? He was, he was. And it was very much, you know, the sense just couldn't do it. You know, passing through was just another level. Yeah. And, you know, Rassinger are renowned for their attack, obviously, but they made 170 tackles in that game, which, which is quite impressive. So, you know, they're not just uh, a star-studded attacking side. Their, their defence was pretty hot as well. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, they got the experience as well on their, on their side, you know, been there, yeah, done that, exactly. worn the T-shirt. And, yes, they want to be part of the club of the European, you know, yeah. uh, champion. So, yeah, that was very good uh, game if you are a French supporter. Not so great if you're an English supporter. Yeah. But then Bordeaux versus Leicester. What did you make of it? Yeah, well, what, what was a game. the score? Well, the score was Bordeaux 13, Leicester 16. Top of the Gallagher Premiership against top of the top 14. Half-time, it was 10-all. Bordeaux disciplined cost them. They gave away 14 penalties. And ultimately, it was down to the kicking of, of George Ford, who had a superb game. It was one try each, uh, Duby for Bordeaux and Porter for Leicester. Three penalties for Ford and a conversion. And Luku got two penalties and a conversion. But uh, yeah, not much in it at the end. It was three points and and a penalty from Ford that won it. So yeah, a very impressive win for Leicester because to win at Bordeaux is, is no easy feat. I felt that at the end of the game, they could have equalised, but decided to go for it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could have got a draw. Yeah, all credit to them for, for going for it. I mean, I have to say Ben Lamb had a superb game for Bordeaux. He topped the carriers' charts. He topped the metres' carried charts and the most defenders beaten. But yeah, it wasn't to be their day. But, you know, Bordeaux aren't out of it yet. I think they've got enough talent to, to make progress in the competition. And Christopher yours was very gracious in his defeat. He did say that Leicester played better than... yeah. Than Bordeaux, they were more clinical. Yeah, know, I think that's right. Absolutely. So, yeah, well done. Well done to, to Leicester, starting really well. I'm, I'm very surprised that, it's, uh, that Bordeaux didn't win because they had yeah. the audience, 16,000 fans, you know. But uh, yeah. that's the way it goes. So, another game that you watch, Clermont versus Ulster. Yes, another very close game. Clermont 23, Ulster 29. Two tries for Penno for Ulster, McCluskey and Timoney scored tries. Ultimately, it was down to two penalties difference. Five penalties kicked by Cooney and three to Hanrahan. So those two penalties were the difference. Plus, Clermont had two yellow cards. And, uh, you know, how did Ulster win? They made 299 tackles. You think, well, you know, that's an amazing defensive effort. And they conceded 19 penalties, and yet they still won. Arthur Iturio was in superb form for uh, Claremont. He made 17 tackles. But, you know, Claremont are very rarely beaten at home, particularly in Europe. And, yeah, Ulster, Ulster battled out. as Half-time was 19-10 to Ulster, and they were deserved winners, it has to be said. Claremont was very was lacking over the room at the beginning. And I felt they were not really themselves. Yeah. 
Do you agree? Yeah, yeah it's it's hard to hard to know, put your finger on it, but you know, Ulster uh, Ulster certainly pressurised them. I mean, I mean, Penno's two tries were were superb. He's such a good player, and it was really down to his individual brilliance that, that I think the score was so close. Yeah, yeah Claremont, as we said, in on the top fourteen, they're in a period of transition, and uh, yeah, you know, just you can't complain. It was a, certainly a deserved win for Ulster. <laughs> But this week, you know, I have to raise my beret again to a very, very, uh, to a, to a team that nearly, nearly got a win that could have been a historical win. It's uh, Cast. Cast is doing quite well in top 14. I think they are six, six or seven right now uh, versus Queens. Did, did you see the game as well? I did. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, once again, Castro is in discipline. They conceded 15 penalties and it's tough to win games when you're that indisciplined. The top 14 team that play in the European Cup have the feeling that referees much stricter than they are in the top 14. So maybe that's the reason why as well they got to Yeah, so it's the, always the French, Anglo-Saxon conspiracy <laughs> theories, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But, but uh, Queens did really well. There was a, a try from Michael Lanarsen, Louis. Yeah. No, I think it was actually called for the England team training. Squad. Yeah, yeah, he was called. Yeah, I think he's uh, certainly a bright prospect. Absolutely. Small world. La Rochelle. They came up with a win, which is really good. You know, they're licking their wound from the the defeat, I think, uh, from last year, from not only the European Cup against Toulouse, but also from uh, the loss of the top 14 Cup against Toulouse again. So, uh, But slowly, slowly, they're, they're getting there. So I think psychologically, it must have done some good, you know, for them to back the win against Glasgow. And uh, in the Challenge Cup as well, there were four games that took place. Four versus Gloucester was 19-13. Good one. Versus, and Perpignan versus Dragon was 22-16. Yeah. Paul versus London Irish, 17-33. And Zeb versus Biarritz. Biarritz uh, won one over Zebra. What do you make of the Challenge Cup this year? From what you've yeah, seen? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much, isn't it, a poor relation to the Champions Cup. But, um, you know, there's some pretty good teams down there. And and the competition will be tough. And of course, the winner of the tournament gets a place in next year's Champions Cup. So, yeah, it's a competition that teams are going to want to win. And, and of course, at the end of the pool stage, some of the teams that in the bottom half of the tables from the Heineken Cup will move into the Challenge Cup. So the latter stages will be even even more competitive. Yes. I just wanted to touch on Connacht against um, Stade Francais. Connacht yes. beat Stade Francais 36-9. Not a great day for Stade Francais. They conceded six tries. Their defence was poor. Their set-piece was poor. They only won 70, 77% of their line-outs, 88% of their scrums. And the only points they had was three points from the uh, three penalties from the boot of Nico Sanchez. So very disappointing weekend for Stade Francais. But as you rightly say, looking forward to this weekend, Friday night, we've got Montpellier against Leinster. Um, Montpellier have got some COVID issues. They've picked their team. There are six changes. They've had five COVID cases, plus those connected with them. So it is very much a, a weakened side. Ulster, they're at home to Northampton. Then on Saturday at one o'clock, Bath are at home to La Rochelle. Sale face Claremont at 3.15. Uh, 
At 5.30 p.m., Racing, they are at home to Ospreys. And then the final game of Saturday night is Munster against Castra. Then on Sunday, Scarlets are at home to Bordeaux. Scarlets haven't played for, I think, nearly two months. So that's going to be a tough contest for them. But it is in Wales, so who knows? Then the, the peak game in the afternoon, 3.15, is Toulouse against Wasps. And then the final game of the weekend, Stade Francais at home to Bristol. We didn't talk about, you know, the game between uh, Cardiff against Toulouse. Obviously, yeah. being Welsh, you know, what, what, do, what do you make of it? It was quite an extraordinary well, uh, match. <laughs> well, you know, it was, one of the, it, was, it was a game that really captured the public's imagination in Wales. And, you know, for those who aren't familiar with Welsh rugby, there's a very parochial sort of rivalry. And for the first time ever, Cardiff were getting well wishes from all the other club's supporters. And there was a real sort of cup cup tie feel about it. You know, Cardiff were such massive underdogs that everybody really wanted them to do well. It was a packed crowd, which is very rare in Cardiff. And of course, when Josh Adams scored the try that, that gave him the lead, albeit for a few minutes, you know, the crowd went absolutely wild. But I mean, you know, the standout man there, as always, and Anton Dupont, what a fantastic game. He had just been announced World Player of the Year. He made the most metres. He made 93. He even made the most tackles and the most defenders beaten. And, you know, his tries... His cross kick, I mean, he was just the the full package. He displayed all his wonderment. And I think the appreciative Welsh crowd, their knowledgeable rugby crowd, and I think even they were uh, stood up and, and acknowledging, you know, what a what a wonderful player they were witnessing. But yeah, it was a big defeat, but it was one of those games that really I think showed showed rugby in a great light. Both sides came out of it with credit. Let's talk about uh, Superman, le ministre de l'Intérieur, uh, Super Dupont, or oh. Ade, as uh, his, uh, his friends call him. You know, Ade, yeah. short for uh, his initial in English would be AD. Yeah, really, really pleased for him. Oh. This year, he had basically no competition. I think that she was also nominated and another player, but, you know, yeah. they, they are not in the same league. And no, remember, you're right. I remember, you know, I spotted him in 2018 when he was play, started playing, I think, for Toulouse. And when I was at the Six Nation launch, When we met, you know, in 2018, January 2018, Jacques Brunel was basically the, the coach of the French team. And I was actually sitting next to uh, Pirate Win, who is a journalist from AFP. And I asked him, you know, at the end of the, the session, so um, have you thought about uh, Antoine Dupont? You know, I've seen him playing really well in, in Toulouse. You know, are you going to give him a chance? But at, at that stage, I think he had another favorite in, in his place. But yeah. So, but look what happened to him. Yeah, so it's all down to you then, is what you're saying. <laughs> I think he was born under a very, very good rugby star and he's a magician on the, pl oh, on the field. He can do anything. Wonderful. Yeah, wonderful player. And do you know what? Do you know who was watching him in the crowd on Saturday was Gareth Edwards, probably the greatest scrum half of all time. And you think, you know, there's no reason why Antoine Dupont can't, can't go on to... Uh, Oh, to even outpass the great Gareth Edwards. I mean, I'll get struck down in words for saying that, but 
you know, the guy's just got everything and what a, what a joy to watch and how lucky we are to, you know, to be around in a time of such a great player gracing our screens and our rugby fields. It's absolutely brilliant. And Edward, sorry, has he ever played in France? No, he only played, he played for Cardiff. He only played for Cardiff and for Wales. I think he played 53 yeah. times for Wales. But of course, that was when the game was amateur. And But he has, you know, he has a great connection with France. In fact, he was presenting the, the Mid-Olympique, is it the Oscars, not so long ago. Great connections in France and great pals with Jean-Pierre Reeve and, you know, that 70s team. Oh, But, I see. I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mid Olympic, yeah. When they lost our invitation in the post, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, again, again. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's really, really good to see. Yeah. And you know, who won the, uh, that award 10 years ago? The best rugby player in the world. 10 years ago? Yeah. Let me think. Was it a French player? Yes, of course. 2011. Well, France weren't very good in 2011, were they? Was it? They were. Um... We were, actually. But that was, it's just after 2011 that he went down. Was it Palouse? No. Mm. Think about when they played against the All Black. Who was the leader in that arrow? Oh, Thierry de Satois. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And before that, of course I believe, it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and before that, many years before it was, uh, Monsieur Fabien Galtier. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's following good, you know, we look at Antoine Dupont, he's got a good um, mentor, hasn't he, in the, as French coach, because Fabian was a pretty handy scrum half himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I've got some piece of news as well, is that, you may have remembered, but Eddie Jones was in France two weeks was ago. Was he? So he popped to Montpellier, and guess who was playing in Montpellier? He went to see uh, Mercer. Oh, so, Zach Mercer, yeah. Yeah, he's playing yes. really well, isn't he? Yeah, brilliant he's, player. Yes, because, you know, I think he played four times for the uh, English rugby team. Yeah. But uh, obviously there's lots of competition number eight. We talk about Alex Dombrandt and, and others. But he decided yeah. to take the French leave to gain some more experience while he was yeah. young. So he's got a contract until 2023. And he's, you know, he's building his, his muscle as well and, mm -hmm. you know, getting a, a new experience. Eddie Jones told him, watch this space. So we'll see how it goes. I've got a bit yes. of news. Poe against Saracens has been called off this weekend in the Challenge Cup due to Saracens' COVID cases. And the other games taking place in the Challenge Cup this weekend involving French sides. Toulon, they're at home to Zebre. Dragons are at home to Lyon. Worcester at home to Biarritz. And London Irish are at home to breathe. French listen, a quick one for you, quite an easy one as well. It's in relation to the way where rugby players play sometimes. Sometimes it affects their games. So, for instance, in the In Racing, I can't remember the name of the stadium. Defense, it's a defense Arena, isn't it? Yeah, La Defense Arena. So it's got a, a synthetic grass. So how do you... Grass in, in French. <laughs> <laughs> are, you well, a, are you having a laugh? Synthetique? <laughs> well, it's, it's something you will learn. It's called, it's called une pelouse ou un terrain. A terrain, un yeah. terrain synthétique. Oh, there are. I wasn't fired yeah. after that. No, 
Very you good. Okay, good. Excellent. And you learned something. Yeah, I know. That's fascinating. When I go down the garden centre tomorrow, I can... Rugby friend, thank you ever so much for listening to uh, our podcast. Thank yeah. you very much for your loyalty. Yeah, Again, we do though, appreciate it. And stay safe, you know, keep wearing your masks, etc. And I look forward to catching you next week. Au revoir. Au revoir. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-tac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, dindon. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour. Se veio.